Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and what next steps do you need to take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and can you believe it? We are up to episode 35 already. Every single episode has a killer guest, and this one, no exception, because we are joined by special guest Vanessa Campagna. Now, I know you've heard her music, but you may not know about her. We're going to change that. She is a number one Billboard artist and Academy Award winning singer and songwriter, done so many collaborations and writing projects. She lives in Nashville, and she has been producing and writing music with A-listers such as mega hit maker Desmond Child. And she's also written multiple top 10 hits on the UK pop, dance charts, and Billboard International charts for major label artists. Her music has been featured in the 2020 and 2021 NFL Super Bowls. 2020, it was a breakout year for Vanessa. She partnered with Michael W. Smith and garnered her first number one hit on the Billboard charts with the globally known song, Waymaker. You've heard that, right? Now that same song later won Worship Song of the Year at the 2021 K-Love Radio Awards. So she's done a lot of collaborations and now she's embarking on a really ambitious solo project. You know, I just loved this interview with Vanessa and I think you will too, hearing her share her story about where she's been and how everything that's happened in the past is setting her up for what is to come. And isn't that the way for all of us And as we move toward our goals? Vanessa gives us a lot of insights. So I think we should meet her right now. Let's not wait any longer. Welcome to episode 35, everyone. And here is Vanessa Campagna. Vanessa, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. It is so good having you here. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Darren. <laughs> Exciting times for you. You have a brand new debut single. How has your week been? This has been quite, quite the week for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It has been quite the week. Um, man, it's just crazy. I've been singing since I was five years old. And so, you know, and I've put out music, but they've all been features with other artists. So I feel like I've been working on my solo project my entire life. And now I'm finally here and it's finally out. So it was a pretty overwhelming week, like overwhelming in a in an exciting way and super fun. And I I never go into anything with expectations just so that probably just so I'm not let down if it doesn't meet the expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, right. I've learned that over the years, but I, I could not be more happy with all with the outpour of love I've received on this song and on the project and, you know, for future releases and then, you know, the love that it got on on different playlists and things like that. And it was just it's been amazing. I'm so grateful. Yeah, the buzz is really high on this. In fact, last night in the house, uh, we had our we have you know uh, AirPods or the HomePods everywhere in every room. So we had we had uh, Hold Me cranked up. Uh, my wife loves it. My daughter loves it. And then we switched to Waymaker, which we'll talk about. So oh yeah, buzz on this. thank you. Fantastic. You're racking up those streams for me. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> you, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm doing doing what I can. Hey, we're going to talk more about uh, your new release, Hold Me, and and uh, more about the great projects you're working on. But you you brought it up. You've been singing since you were five. Take us take us back to what has your journey been like? Where did all this start for you? When did you know that you were in the exactly the right spot? You know, I would have to say it probably was when I was five. I mean. Really? I, yeah, and I know that sounds crazy, but um, <laughs> I started singing because I sang the national anthem at the Pittsburgh Pirates game. I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, well, 40 miles north, a small town called Beaver Falls. And um, 
I remember I was like out with my mom shopping somewhere. My dad was at home. We had just walked through the door. It was before cell phones were a thing. Yeah. And we, we had just walked through the door and my dad was on the phone and he was like, um, I've got the radio station on the phone. You've got to come and, and just sing the national anthem. Just sing it really quick. <laughs> And so I sang it into the phone and they were like, well, you've qualified to come down to, um, to the stadium and, and try out, you know, to sing the anthem. And so I went down there. I was the youngest there, um, this little five-year-old just belting it out. And I, I got the chance to actually sing for a game. So that was wow. like my first experience with like, you know, people hearing me and all of that. And I just remember, and we have it on tape too, but I remember, <laughs> the crowd just cheering and going crazy. And in that moment, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I did. And it was just so exciting. And then I just kept singing places. Like my dad would, you know, get, he was just a total go-getter still is. And would just put me up on stage all over these, like all over the places. My, my uncles, my family, we'd be at restaurants and they'd just stand me up on the table and I would start singing. And you know, as it started to be, be because they wanted like cheesecake, free cheesecake and free dessert. Cause that's what we ended up getting everywhere. It was like, so funny. They're like, Oh, she's a great singer. How about free dessert for the family? I love that. <laughs> so, I respect them so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. So it got me out there. It got people, you know, hearing the name and, um, and then I would just perform it. Uh, like when all the big country acts would come into town, I would open up for them. And I was like, at this time, this little eight-year-old standing on stage in front of 75,000 people performing a 20-minute set of like cover songs, you oh know? Oh my gosh. And you could barely see me over the speakers. So I just, I fell in love with it at such a young age and it truly is and was a passion. How did you then, be, how did you begin to realize you have a, a gift or a talent for songwriting and who <laughs> have you then written songs for? So it's kind of funny. I, um, I start, you know, I started writing songs just like in my bedroom, you know, like writing, it really started as writing my thoughts out. And then I could play the piano, um, but I could never read music. That was always, I still can't read it. I've tried so hard. I've never been, I've never been good with numbers though. So it probably is, there's probably something related there. But yeah. yeah, I play by ear. And if you played something for me right now, I could remember it in a second and play it right back to you. But I can't read the notes. So I would just like, you know, figure it out on the piano and just, I always write melody and lyric together. That's just how it it's always been. And so I would do that. And, you know, it was just these little, these little blurbs of songs, these little starts. And then um, I met a guy named Bob Corbin who had written like uh she rides wild horses for Kenny Rogers. Like he had so many number one hits and Whoa. he lives in Pittsburgh and he, uh, he took a liking to me and I recorded two, two full length albums with him, which we actually recorded. And partly we recorded the vocals in Pittsburgh and recorded the, uh, the music in Nashville. And okay. so I came to Nashville at a very young age. That's where I live now. And um, he, helped me kind of craft that songwriting because he was such an incredible storyteller. And I was like, Oh, 
I like, yeah, I love this and I get it. And I would just start picking it up. I was just like a sponge, but he really kind of taught me how to write. And when I graduated high school, that was all like, I was like 14 to 16 in that time. When I graduated high school, I had a chance to come to Nashville and do a showcase. And I was like, there's no way I can do the showcase. I mean, I'm, I'm literally graduating the night before the showcase. Like I can't miss graduation. And my dad was like, don't worry, we'll make it work. And I, I'm not kidding. I walked at graduation. We got in the car, drove nine hours to Nashville, made it, did a rehearsal and did the show. They put me like one of the bands did not show up that was supposed to perform. And so they put me in their time slot and there was a publishing company there to see the other, <laughs> the other band. And they saw me instead and they signed me. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, talk about oh. meant to be. And like, you know, we just never know what our path is. You never know what it's going to happen. You just have to trust. And so, and then you're just so pleasantly surprised when things like that happen. And I, like I said, I had only written like four or five songs at the time, like total complete songs, but they saw something in me. So they signed me as an artist and a songwriter and they just threw me in with the biggest songwriters in the game. Like they did. They did. And I, a few times I was like, why am I even in here? Like I should not be in this room, but then I just had to remember if they believe in me enough to put me in this room, then I'm meant to be here and I've got to show up. <laughs> so, yeah. so again, I just soaked it all in, learned from the best. And um, I ended up meeting Desmond Child, who's written, you know, if oh. for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Incredible, right? Yeah. He wrote like, you give love a, uh, you give love a bad name, living on a prayer. Like he so- wrote who let the dogs out for the Baja men I live in La Vida Loco, like every massive song ever. And then he kind of helped craft my songwriting as well. Marvin Hamlish, who I don't know if you know who that is, but he yeah. composed the way we were for Barbara Streisand and so many others. He helped develop me along that whole period of time, as well as I was growing up from eight years old until he passed away, you know, wow. I've had a lot of really incredible mentors that have taught me how to write and how to be a performer. And um, they told me when I moved to Nashville, it's going to take 10 years to get anywhere in this town because my goal was to be an artist. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I thought I was coming in here, guns a blazing. I was going to be an artist ready. Here we go. But it doesn't really work that way. And I didn't understand that. So then when everybody was telling me you need to write, a lot of songs before you find your voice. I, I didn't understand it, but I ended up finding my voice through writing songs for other artists. <laughs> and so some of the songs you had asked, you know, who had I written for? Yeah. Um, I have, I wrote, I wrote a song called who I am for an artist that was just on America's got talent. He signed to curb records. His name is Wynn Starks. Okay. Um, he's incredible. One of the best vocalists I've ever heard in my entire life yeah, and one of those oh just time timeless vocal and oh. um I wrote his song who I am which is just a story about his life and the things he's gone through and um and that one it's now on the radio it's being played all over the place it's on the charts like oh, it's what crazy is, what does that feel like what does it feel like I can't imagine <laughs> it's a really incredible feeling just to 
to know that this the words that you wrote a are helping the artists tell their story but b are helping other people find the words about how they feel when they can't really express them so it's incredible it's really really cool <laughs> so there's a lot of follow-ups here so buckle up so first okay. off the, there's the first thing about about when you showed up you drove the, the nine hours right down to Nashville mm-hmm. there, there's a lesson there for all of us right there is a <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a real benefit to just show up in life you just need to show up first um, that's an obvious takeaway but you're not going to argue with that are you no not at all you've got to <laughs> yeah yeah so and, and you mentioned your dad a couple times here um mm-hmm. so he's been a key part of of either having you stand on a table and sing for cheesecake <laughs> or showing up right so what t- tell me a bit about more about your, your dad he's awesome um he his name is frank uh they call him cheech <laughs> Love it. i come i come from a very italian family and uh his parents were actually uh well my father was the first born here in the United States, wow. his parents, his mom came from uh, Calabria and his dad came from Messina, Sicily. And they came over on the boat. Uh, they came through New York and, you know, they started a whole life here. And my dad had to learn, like he didn't speak English until he was in first grade. So he was a hustler. He had to learn how to just get it done and, and make his own way in this world. And he totally did. I mean, he's had so much success himself. He was incredible athlete he played pro ball for a little bit and um and he's just he's got so much passion he's got so much drive and he has so much love and passion for both of his children my brother and I so he would have done and still will do anything for us and I'm very grateful that I grew up in in a family that was so supportive and you know helped me reach my dreams and if because if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would be where I'm at today. So mm-hmm. I'm super grateful. He just like cold called everybody <laughs> when I was little oh. and he was just like, give her 30 minutes. I promise you won't disappoint. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I Look, I just tell no. you, I, I, I got to meet your dad. I, I never will, but I've got to meet him. I love You that. might. You okay. might. <laughs> All right. T- t- you tell, tell him hi for me. I think that's fantastic. I, I will for sure. So Desmond Child, right? Boy, that to be able to, to, to learn from a songwriter like that and others, you talked about a mentoring and nurturing. There are a lot of people who are listening in that are in the entertainment industry and uh, want, to, want to become songwriters. All of us need to be better storytellers to be able to articulate our, what we want, uh, our vision and where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Give us some, give us a few tips and hints, um, a masterclass in songwriting here, Vanessa, what are just a few of the, the, the things you've learned about great songwriting? What do you got? So what I have learned and what I've noticed with other collaborators as well, when I'm in the room, the only way a song will work is if it's authentic to mm-hmm. whoever is writing it. You know, somebody has to have had the experience in the room. You know, I've learned how to just be vulnerable with my lyrics, like really dig deep and tell the the story underneath, not to be so surface and, you know, like what is the story behind the story? I would say whatever you feel is the thing is what it needs to be. The the listen what the listener wants to hear too and the listener wants to feel something. So you just You've got to make somebody feel something. That's yeah. that's my advice. <laughs> Good advice. You know, I was listening to a podcast to you. It was probably from a few years ago. And the, the interview question was this. 
what is the one thing you'd like to change about yourself? And your answer had something to do with this, uh, Vanessa. It was, I'd like to be able to um, let people in more. I think it maybe trust more. It was some, something like that. And mm-hmm. here's my question. How has your songwriting evolved over time? And we're all different people from when we were 16 years old. And, 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 and here you are, right? How has your songwriting evolved? And have you been able to grow in that area? I'd, I'd love, love to learn from you there. I have actually very much so. That's a great question. Um, And I've never been asked that question before. I definitely wrote, you know, a little bit more on the surface when I was younger, but I hadn't really lived a whole lot. And I remember Desmond saying to me, you need to read newspapers from all around the world. Or he was like, or just go travel. And I'm like, Des, (laughs) do you know how much money it takes to travel? (laughs) Like, I don't have a job. I'm a songwriter and a singer. And I don't know. I mean, you, you've had this, he had success when, when the, it was huge. Like when the potential for earning money was like incredible. And I'm, you know, that's so wonderful. And now it's still pretty great, but you know, it's, we're just based on streaming. And then if you're lucky enough to get a song on the radio, that's the thing. Hmm. But I was like, I don't have the money to go travel. And then just like that, I got offered this tour. And then just like that, I got offered this, like, you know, this, um, this opportunity to go write abroad. And so all of those experiences have shaped my songwriting also because I've written with thousands of other writers. Yeah, you have, haven't you? I have. And I've just gotten to just growing up, you, you kind of just listen to what other people say, you adopt their beliefs to, to be your beliefs. And I was just like, yeah, what makes me happy? What's the thing that that really makes Vanessa, Vanessa? And even if it's hard or scary to admit, or even if it's not pretty, like, what is that thing? So I took a lot of time and just kind of, you know, went really deep and said, what do you want? What do you need? What makes you happy? What is good? What is your version of success? And so when I figured that out, which is, you know, I mean, my version of success changes throughout the years. Um, but the big goal always remains the same. It's make myself happy first, write music that I love and that I know will reach the right people around the world who need to hear it at the right time. So Mm. if I can reach one human and one heart, then in my book, I've succeeded in what I've set out to do. So, you know, it's just helped me become more of a more of a well-rounded person, I think. And then my songwriting lyrics, I talk about those experiences. Hold Me is an experience that I've had over the last few years. The next single, Broken, is the same, you know? And it kind of talks about, like all of my songs kind of talk about finding the, the, or realizing that you have these little flaws, but realizing that they're beautiful and you're not broken from them and you are loved and you are accepted. And that a lot of times starts with loving yourself first. (laughs) So. I I love that. Uh, Good perspective. And it is true. The, the, our imperfections are what makes us beautiful. It, it, in, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not in the music industry. I'm more into corporate America and, um, in an area of leadership, here's, here's what I believe, Vanessa, that those imperfections, the more authentic you can be, that's where the influence, that's where the real right. power is. 
it's not in trying to be, be this perfect leader, this perfect person. And that's where I give you credit for being so young and being able to be so self-aware of that. So for those listening in, where, where are you at right now as you're thinking about, about who are you trying to be? Are you trying to be this, this carbon copy of someone else and trying to be perfect? That's a lot of pressure. Or are you trying to just be yourself, being authentic and whatever imperfections you have, own it. That's you. That's how you were made and move forward. Vanessa, what do you think? I think that, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't try to be a copy of anyone else because they've already got one. <laughs> We've yeah. already got one of those. So be authentically you. That is what is the most beautiful. And you have something, every single person has something special and something wonderful to offer to this world. And you should never be afraid to show that and to share that and share your light with the world. Um, and I learned, I learned that too. I just learned you know, I have something to share and I want, I want to share my music. I want to share a message of love and hope and acceptance, because I think right now our world is kind of starving for that. You know, I, I think we're kind of starving for humanity. And so to me, that means more love, more grace, more acceptance, more kindness, more positivity. So my goal is to help spread that you know, that message of hope and love through my music. And I just want people to feel, feel good when they hear it. So and good. I want them to know they're loved and that, you know, they're not alone. So. Well, 2020 was a breakout year for you. And it was a year where we all felt uh, alone. We were all, you know, going through the we pandemic. Did. What a breakout year though, just so everyone knows, right? So uh, Waymaker, the song has been, that song has been downloaded over, I believe over a billion times. It's just <laughs> a worldwide phenomena. You, um, you were a featured artist on that song, featured singing that song with Michael W. Smith. And it was named the 2021 Worship Song of the Year by K-Love, voted by the fans, which I think is so cool. 500 yeah. radio stations everywhere. Tell me, let, let's go back to 2020. How did all of this happen? And you talk about touching one person with your work. You did a lot more than that with, with this song. How did all this occur? So I met Michael a few years ago. I got, um, I got asked by the producer that was producing his pop record if I would come and sing a couple uh, like background parts on the, on the record. And so I went and I had never met Michael uh, before I, I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with his music either because I didn't grow up in, in that world. Um, but I had heard, well, I did, I had heard friends. <laughs> I had heard his yeah. song friends, but I don't think I made the connection. And then, so I went to the studio and I recorded these parts and then he, they would call me back every, every other week or so to, to just keep recording these little parts for this record. And then finally I got a text message one day from a number I didn't know. And it was Michael. And he was like, Hey, I love what you've been doing on my record. I would really love to meet you. And so I went over to the studio and I met him and we became fast friends and kept working on things together. And, uh, and then he was like, Hey, would you want to like go out on tour with me? You were such a huge part of this, this record. I think it would be really cool to do this together. And like I said, I had never been on, I had never really left the country. So, wow. he, so he gave me this incredible opportunity to be able to do music and travel the world, you know, and it was so much fun. I met 
like the whole band is incredible. Stu G was there, who's of delirious. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like literally touring with these legends and here's just little old me, you know, but it was, it was so much fun. We became such a family and we still are. And um, I did that for a few years and there were a few moments in it where I, like at the end of each tour cycle, Michael would say, what are you feeling for next year? Like, what does your heart tell you to do? Should you come back out with me? Do you, do you want to like, and I'm like, well, you know, I think maybe it's my time. I think I need to like try my artist stuff. Now's the time. And he's like, I agree. I think you should do that. <laughs> and then he would like call me two weeks later and be like, Hey, so I was just thinking like, maybe, maybe we could do this and this, and this. <laughs> right, right. So well. I never, I always just kind of kept, kept, you know, performing with him and doing it. And then there was one time right before Waymaker that there was a situation where he was like, I know that this is really your time and you need to take, you need to take this time and do your artist thing. And I support you and I, I want to help you with whatever that means. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. I was like, I would still love to do like things here and there with you if they're in town. It's just the touring can be sometimes very tough to still write songs and do and record, you know, cause you're just from place to place to place. And so he was very understanding. And then a week later he said, Hey, we're doing this big worship show here in Nashville at Bridgestone arena. Um, there's going to be like 14 to 16,000 people. It's a free concert, people from all around the world. And I want you to lead this song that nobody's heard over here. He was like, I, I've, I just heard it. My daughter just told me about it. And I think, I think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, okay. And I listened to it and I fell in love with it immediately. I mean, the lyrics, the melodies, everything, it was just like the perfect combination. And the night came around, I led the song called Waymaker and this viral moment happened. Like it, the video went viral from that. And the song had been out for quite a while, like years, but no one in the States had really heard it. It was originally written and performed by a Nigerian artist named Sanak. And she had extreme success with it, but just not here. Wow. And so we were kind of the vessel for it here. And then a few months after that, Michael called me and was like, um, I would love to have you on the radio single. He was like, people at radio are actually asking if, if we can release a version and I would love for you to feature on it with me. I was like, I would love to do that. And he was like, well, think about it, pray about it. He was like, this is a really big thing and it could change your life. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, I still want to do it. I, I want to do it with you. I think this could be amazing. And then and then we could have never imagined all the lives that it touched. And then I think that the pandemic only heightened that because right. it was the song that everyone needed at that time. And getting messages from people all over the world that some of them were like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything, but this song makes me feel something. And I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that feeling is. You know, it's, it's just to be able to bring a message of hope to people is really what was the thing for me. I'm just so grateful. I got to be a part of a song that changed so many lives and also it changed mine. <laughs> My gosh. 
Yeah, for those who have not seen it yet, go to YouTube, um, Waymaker, right? And, you know, featuring Vanessa, you'll find it. And I've watched it more than a few times. It's, uh, mm-hmm. and I get chills having you relay the story. It's just a powerful, I don't know how to put it into words. And I think that's exactly how powerful, if you can't describe it, you know, it's, there's something there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but you, when, when Michael said, Hey, we're going to go on the radio. Uh, whoa, 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 wait, wait a bit. It may, ch- don't, don't respond right away. I'm, I'm listening to that saying, my gosh, you've been, you've been in Nashville for, you know, eight, 10 for a long time. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't the first impulse be, that's it. This is my big break. I'm in, I'm going, I'm running. Just help me understand that. I want to understand that, that mindset. Well, he was just, he was only thinking of me because he knew that my goals and aspirations were to be my own artist and to Uh be a pop artist. He knew that I, I wanted, you know, to kind of go in that direction or so I thought, you know, and I, and I still do. I don't believe necessarily in, in genres. Like, I mean, I think they're great if you need, if you need to, (laughs) to talk about it. But like, for me, you know, I, I don't ever write my music for one genre. I just write things that mean something to me in hopes that it'll touch, you know, others lives and help them through hard times. I don't really like boxing things in or putting labels on it because when you do that, you stunt the growth of something that could be outstandingly wonderful. And I just want it to be what it is, you know, music that makes you feel something. And so I, but he was purely thinking of me in that moment where he was like, I, I want you to be able to pursue the dreams that you set out to pursue. And so I, but in my mind, I'm like, no, this song means something to me. It does something to me. And if it does something to me, it's going to do something to somebody else. And I want to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for mine and Michael's relationship and our friendship and for him thinking of me in that moment. And also I just love him. So I would have said yes, either way, because he's just been so good to me. You've obviously had some really important mentors in your life and people kind of giving you a boost, right? Literally just kind of grabbing you <laughs> and lifting you up. Yep. And you've mentioned a few people by, by, by name. And which I think is a real blessing. And isn't it fun to be able to think forward now, Vanessa, and think about who you can help and who you can pay that forward. I think as leaders, we all, we all have that opportunity. And more than that, I think it's a responsibility that we all can think of people in our careers and our lives who have done that for us. And now to be able to intentionally do that for others, that's, that's the biggest payoff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To be able to, to return that favor. They don't have to do that. To know that you are supported is the most incredible feeling to know you're not alone is the most incredible feeling. Mm. And to know that someone cares enough about you to help you through is, is also just so important to me. And I, like you said, I've been, I've been so grateful to have the most incredible mentors. And so now here you are, congratulations. You have your brand new debut single. Thank you. So, um, what do you now think of the advice? It, it, did it take 10 years? Should it have taken 10 years? And how did you stay so patient? I'm amazed at that. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I don't feel like I've been patient, but I guess I truly have been because <laughs> man, has it taken a while, yeah. but I, um, the advice was correct. 
it did take about 10 years. I mean, it'll be 10 years this year. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So that was correct. And I understand it because I had to live a lot of life. I had to write a lot of songs before I could write my own. I had to write everyone else's story before I could write mine, before I could even find the words to write mine, you know? And I was talking with my collaborators about how we were like, I would have never been able to write these songs two years ago. I wouldn't have been. No, I wouldn't have. So it's just funny, the timing of all of it and really patience. Patience is key. There are no mistakes. There are only lessons. I've learned that through the process too. And what you might think is a hiccup or a mess up isn't because everything is meant to be and divine timing is everything. (laughs) So I just kind of follow those little nudges and I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever, whatever you want, I'll do that. It's also really helpful when you find your true crew of people that believe in you too. And that like Michael, like Desmond, you know, like everybody that has helped me when you find those people, you just hold on to them and, and you never let go. (laughs) So good. So good. You know, um, no one does it alone. No one no. does it alone. And when you look at someone on stage or, you know, on the uh, athletic field or in business, and it looks like they're doing it effortlessly. Uh, they're not, they didn't. There's <laughs> someone a lot helped of support them. behind that. <laughs> right. There is, there yeah. absolutely is. And, and so now, so what's, what's the point on this? The, the point is, yeah, put in the work for sure. Right. And and also uh, be really intentional about building your network as, as um, to be able to, to uh, not just stay with that normal group that you maybe went to high school with or college with, uh, expand that network. Look for that group of people that will encourage you and support you, that will help you become better than you were, but also that believe enough in you that they see something that you, you don't. Um, would you agree with that, Vanessa? Totally. It's, it's a lot of trust. And I know that's kind of scary. I know it is for me. I'm, I'm very, I'm not so good at trusting people all the time. Um, probably because, you know, we've all been burnt. We've all had Mm -hmm. situations that probably went South. And so, but I have learned that like, say you have like two, two people day ones, I let them just introduce, I trust them and I let them introduce me to people that are like-minded or, you know, and so I'm just like, okay, if you, if you trust this person, I would love to meet with them. And that's how, honestly, how I've won most of the time. Now, when I first moved to Nashville, they were like, you've just got to go out all the time. And I was, I was going out all the time and just meeting people, walking up to them saying, I'm Vanessa from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and I'm a songwriter, (laughs) you know, and everybody's a songwriter here. So you're like, okay, cool. Like they just, after a while, it's like, yeah, I know me too. (laughs) But, but, you know, I did meet, I, by going to a few of those parties when I first showed up here that I met the people that are now the ones that are still working on my music with me. So Vanessa just gave us a real, I mean, a million dollar insight here that not not many people know about and very few people talk about it. It's yeah, it's going out, but also it's it's about you are putting yourself out there, but it's also who do you think I should meet? Right. Who, Mm -hmm. who, who, and that is a great question. It's one that I've used too, Vanessa is when I'm meeting somebody and I just think, man, this person's got it going on. Right. I, I trust them. There's something Mm -hmm. here. Just ask the question, you know, Hey, I've really enjoyed meeting you. 
who else do you think I should connect with? Right. And they, they give you a few names and they want to connect you. They want to do you a favor, don't they? They want to. They do. They want to help. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for the people that wanted to help because they didn't have to, you know, huh. they literally did not have to help me, but they did. And, but I remember that and I'm forever grateful for that. And, and then I've, I send people their way too, when I find, you know, people that I think would work well with them. So it all, it all comes back around. So Vanessa, what's the best way to stay in touch with you and all the cool projects you're working on? Where should we go? Uh, you can go to my Instagram, which is just Vanessa Campania official. Um, I also just recently started TikTok. <laughs> All right. I did. I, you know, I wasn't so sure if it was something I wanted to do because when you, you know, you hear about it and you just have this stigma of like dancing and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I'm not a good dancer. You don't want to see that. I promise. Um, <laughs> So I was like, well, I won't do well on this app, but I just started singing, you know, I'm just Good. like singing and doing, doing what is authentic to me. And that's actually been really fun. It's been really fun. I'm, I'm such a private person. So social media in general has been a little tough for me to get into, but I found what works for me. And, and it's actually really cool taking all of these little snapshots of these moments and then putting a soundtrack to them. So it's, you're basically putting a soundtrack to your life. So, um, so anyway, Instagram is my, is my like favorite, my main TikTok and Facebook. Your Instagram I follow is amazing. Um, your music you. and your reels, um, they're just such a great, you're just sitting there and you're just singing right, right there. Right. <laughs> and it looks like in your place, beautiful, beautiful music. So if you're not Thank yet you. following her, Make sure you do follow Vanessa straight away. You will absolutely love it. Uh, Vanessa, um, you're here in the I Dare You uh, podcast, and everyone listening is chasing something. What advice do you have for everyone listening about how to chase their dreams and their big goals? What do you got? <laughs> I dare you to chase your dreams, no matter how wild or big they might be, just chase them. You know, through my journey, I've learned that the only way I can feel completely fulfilled and happy is to do what is true to my heart and my calling. So I dare you to be authentically you and chase your dreams with passion and purpose. And do not be afraid. If it is for you, it will not pass you. you you've got what it takes to do everything you want to do in this life. Beautiful, Vanessa. Thank, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. It was fun meeting you and learning more about how you got here uh, you're changing a lot of lives, uh, and I cannot wait to see what's next for you. So thanks for being part of this podcast. It's really cool. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Okay, that's the interview with Vanessa Campagna. That will not be the last time you hear from her. I'm quite certain of it. You know, Vanessa's story reminds me that all of us have 10-year goals. You know, those are the types of goals that just don't happen overnight. If they would, they wouldn't be all that much fun to reach. But it's those goals that just seem a, so out of reach. And they take some time. Nothing comes as fast as we want them. It's the journey. It's the setbacks that prepare us and steal us for what is next. So that when we do reach that goal, we appreciate it more. And we're a completely different person because of the journey that it took to get there. So whatever that goal is for you, keep that in mind. Stay in the fight. Stay patient. Don't get frustrated. Reframe it that this is your 10-year goal. So now, everyone, that was episode 35. That was a lot of fun. And now get ready for episode 36. We're working on it. It's going to be another good one. 
Can't wait for you to hear it. I will see you back here next week. I'll see you then.